0: Hi, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are currently live in the breakout room. So, welcome and welcome, and we love being here for you with quality and value to inspire and to transform. Remember, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and iTunes. Today, as usual, we have a special guest to share with you for your development and growth and to live your better informed life. So, grab a cup, pull up a seat and stay tuned for the introduction right here, now, live in the breakout room. Hi guys, Andy here of Andy's Personal Development and our next guest in the breakout room, Dr. Mani Hill for the RARO. Dr. Marnie Hill Fodoraro is an award-winning and celebrated author, speaker, and educator. Check her website, God Came to My Garage. She's a survivor of domestic violence and she earned her doctorate in education and completed postdoctoral studies at Harvard University. In 2020, Maddie won a Best Books Award for her spiritual fiction entitled God Came to My Garage sale. This is our guest of honor in our. And she is live in the breakout room with us. Hello, 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 my friends family, and loved ones, and all over wherever you are tuning and listening to our program. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development. We are live in the breakout room, our special guest, Dr. Mani, and we need to welcome her to the stream. Hello, how are you?
1: Hey, hi, Andy. Nice to see you.
0: Nice to see you and nice to have you. We are so honored and happy that you are in our presence this afternoon on the breakout room. And we'd love to share the rest of the time that we have with you. And I'm sure that we'll enjoy whatever information that you have to share with us. So again, welcome and thank you for being with us on the show. So Manny, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: here's the thing. We know a lot about you because you are on social media and so on. You have been around for some time. And we have seen the information with regards to your accomplishments and your achievements. Is there an untold story, an unknown story that folks don't know much about, about money that you'd like to share with us this afternoon?
1: Um, well, I don't know if a lot of people know that I live in the Caribbean.
0: Because <laughs> Maybe not.
1: <laughs> for my lifetime, I was in the Chicago suburbs. So okay. the last two and a half years after retiring from a wonderful and uh, rewarding career as a high school special ed teacher for 35 years. Yeah, uh, twelve of those years as an adjunct professor at Northern Illinois University. Okay, I up and moved to the Caribbean, so I am mm-hmm. streaming live from the U.S. Virgin Islands.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, you said that you had a rewarding 5 year career as a high school special education teacher. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you? What was that experience for you?
1: Well, it was definitely a calling. Um, mm-hmm. I come from a family of educators, so school and teaching and writing and reading just seems to be in my blood. And so it was a very natural progression, yeah. And for someone who is empathetic and caring and I want to do for others, um, teaching was definitely a perfect career for me. And even though I was teaching students of, of many ages, majority uh-huh. high school, yeah. um, I was also learning at the same time. So it was okay. a collaborative effort and, uh, you know we we made impacts in each other's lives so it was mm-hmm. just a a very natural career to go into
0: wonderful but you are also a very renowned author with a lot of uh, people endorsing your work and so on yeah. what got you into writing
1: uh well i i had a story to tell mm-hmm. um, that was part of it um actually even before i retired i always wanted to to do something with writing. Um, I would approach situations and think, wow, that's a great story. I should write about it. Or that would make a great title for a book. And I kind of lived my life that way. Um, But after leaving an abusive marriage, after 27 years, I ended up having a garage sale because I I needed to move out. I kind of lost everything, lost my home, all my money, Mm -hmm. needed to discard a lot of material possessions that were accumulated, which happens um, when you spend almost three decades raising a family. Um, And I've had garage sales before and certainly have gone to garage sales. But this particular one, there were some amazing, magical, mystical events that happened that, that were just too amazing to keep bottled up within me. And and because of that, um, and I didn't even really talk about it or write about it in the beginning, but then as time went on, um, I decided to do some research into spiritual awakenings or divine encounters, uh, mm-hmm. looking at signs and synchronicities. And, you know, I kind of sought out on a journey to investigate this and in that process, i met numerous people that had experiences similar to mine, right. um, whether it was a near-death experience or a spiritually transformative encounter. And um, I w- I'm someone who really needs to have evidence of things for me to believe it. I, even if I, you know, experience something, I want to experience it again and again to make sure that this really is happening. And yeah. um, and so through my research and a number of years i really got the evidence i needed to to be a believer that there's more to this earth um that there're really no coincidences i believe that things are synchronistically orchestrated by divine um, you know i just feel like i'm living proof of that and i'm i'm validated over and over by other people's testimonials
0: okay wonderful you, you mentioned uh, uh, your passion and how you came to the point where you recognized things because of what was happening basically mm-hmm. from your 27 years uh, mm-hmm. of, of experience that was not totally good and the garage sale that you had to do after. How did that 27 years impact upon your life? And, and when did you reach the point that you decided, you know what, enough is enough. I have to move on with my life. How was that for you?
1: Well, you know, I, I I'm not going to say that everything was negative, but I okay. I will say that I I was definitely living a fantasy life, you know, in my mind, believing that everything was just fine and that I was with a person who was of integrity, who who cared about our family, who would mm-hmm. you know not do. Immoral, illegal things, and you know, I was wrong. I was wrong. Okay. I mis- I misjudged, and um, you know, part of it is I wanted uh, uh, an in- intact family, very okay. bad. You know, I really was at a stage in my life um, where you know I was ready to to nest and to make a home, and I thought I had found the perfect person, and. So I went along for a long time, Mm
2: -hmm. believing
1: everything was just fine. There were red flags even before I got married, Um, but I ignored them like many people do. And, you know, um, I just I guess my dream of, of wanting a perfect family just sort of outweighed some of the gut intuition Mm -hmm. that i had telling me this is not right this is not (laughs) right this is not right so i ignored it um and you know as time went on of course you're raising a family i was working full time actually working many jobs um and you know just very busy with my life and so i i didn't you know i'm at fault for not taking the time to get more involved in our finances to find out really what was going on there or, or to really question, you know, some of the behavior and excuses of of now ex spouse, you know, I just, I just didn't do it. And uh, so I have to take ownership in that, but I actually, you know, now that I'm away from all that, I realize that that's all part of the journey. In fact, sometimes, Abusive people, you know, whether they're narcissists, you know, I mean, labels are labels. I mean, just your actions really speak louder than words. You know, you might hear words you want to hear, but the actions don't always, you know, go hand in hand (laughs) with the words. And, you know, but I think that that's all part of our journey. And so abusers really can be blessings to us. Mm -hmm you know i almost have to thank the people that were negative in my life because they they contributed to me being the happy you know grounded person that i am you know today and and so i i'm also someone that even if i'm faced with negativity and challenges and and actual betrayal and and you know real terrible things you know where where someone is out in a malevolent way to destroy you and 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 that was kind of what I experienced um I still have a good heart and I believe in humanity and I believe in love and I believe in goodness and I'm very hopeful so I guess I'm sharing my story mostly through writings uh-huh. um but but to give other people hope if they find themselves in a dark place where they just, you know, um, are either feeling like a victim or sorry for themselves or angry or hurt or despondent, you know, that possibly my message, even if it reaches one person and gives them hope, you know, then it was worth my time speaking out.
0: Yeah, that is so wonderful and moving. Um, you wrote a book entitled... God came to my garage sale. Yeah. And it is also the the title of your website.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That
0: means there is something really special about all that information to you. And mm-hmm. for you to put it out there, it means that you are sending a message. What is the message that you are sending through this book? God came oh, to my garage sale. And
1: here's a copy of the book. All right. God came to my garage sale. And um. It, it was amazingly endorsed. Like you said, I have these good endorsements. One of them is James Redfield who wrote the yep. Celestine prophecy.
0: Yeah. I but, that. You know,
1: but, but I also had the support of the ions community, the people that are near death experiencers mm-hmm. um, as well as some psychic mediums. But you know, this book is very important to me. Um, it was my first endeavor with writing, you know, uh, okay. officially and, um, Certainly the version that came out in the book is not the version, the original version. You know, we do Mm -hmm. edits and re-edits, but in the beginning I actually was able, it was very therapeutic and cathartic in a way to just write my story. So I originally made the character be me and you know, to talk about what I experienced, then then I, ch- I chose, you know, I, that was very healing, but I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to put out there. I okay. wanted to, you know, I did that for personal reasons. And so I wanted to make it very positive. But I guess, you know, one thing that was very significant is that I was shown signs mm-hmm. and synchronicities and, you know, so many that I had to stop and pay attention Okay. You know, I couldn't just ignore them. Mm-hmm. And I have since found out um, that signs and synchronicities are all around us for everyone. It's okay. just a matter if we want to take the time to notice them. And I I certainly didn't my whole life, but now I can go back. Actually, I have the character go back into her life and remember different experiences. OK, because, you know, these these are life changing experiences and and it really opened up my heart and mind and soul that that, you know, we there's more to this earth than what I previously believed anyway.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Tell me something. Um, if you had the opportunity to change anything about what you have experienced personally in your life, is there anything that you would change or would you just be happy with what you have accomplished thus far?
1: That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I think that if I could change something, I would be a little bit more prepared for leaving an abuser. Okay. Uh, because I followed my gut instinct the, the, the minute my light bulb went on mm-hmm. and I knew I needed to escape. Okay, and and I and that's what I did. But I think the people that plan their exit a little bit better will do much better. They won't have ten or more lawyers for you know a divorce. They won't be completely depleted financially. They might get involved in um, in understanding some of the things that they trusted their partner or spouse with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess I would have changed a lot of that. And, and if I had any idea at all that I would lose an adult child,
2: wow. to
1: alienation. So it's like the death of a living child. If I knew that that would happen, even with someone who was 20 years old and, and, you know, knew you know, we had a very positive, loving relationship. Um, if I had known that an abuser would use children to get back at, you know, because they want to keep up a false image, you know, they don't like how it looks. In fact, I was threatened by my abuser. Don't you dare divorce me. And if you divorce me, I will take your house, your money and your children. And that was said to me like the second day after I realized I knew I needed to go and I, I wasn't even... I was pretty quiet for someone that's usually some free to talk and all of that. I just the minute I knew I I was scared and I I didn't really know how to navigate leaving. So if I could change anything, I would plan my escape better because then I wouldn't have been financially devastated. Um, I might not have lost our home you know i might not have lost an adult children to you know adult child to parental alienation but you know at the same time maybe that's all part of the bigger picture the journey because you know i firmly believe that god has a plan for us and that we are loved and you know things are the way they are supposed to be and um you know so i would have planned better actually you know a a friend of mine i've become Close friends with Tracy Malone, who has um, a, a podcast, and she's a life coach with Narcissist Abuse Support. She just came out with a new book called Divorcing Your Narcissist that gives okay. a lot of support for people that are thinking they want to do this. And, of course, it's it's for men or women. It's not, you know, this isn't right, a gender right. specific thing at okay. all. Okay. But that would have been what I would have changed um, is just to be a little bit more aware of what I was dealing with. I had no idea that I was dealing with such a calculating abuser, you know, someone wow. that really would um, continue, you know, mm-hmm. to, to uh, try to destroy me. Like I filed for divorce in 2013, and my ex husband still is taking me to court. <laughs> Even though wow. we had no minor children, even in the mm-hmm. divorce situation, where there was no minor okay. children issues, custody. You know, abusers don't want to let you go easily, mm. and uh, I wish I I wish I knew about that more.
0: Okay, okay, but and it is, is what it is mm-hmm. all right. But is it is it is it because of that and and you know the experience that you have had that you are so now willing to share with people. Those who may be in that similar kind of situation and need help, need assistance, need someone to point them in the, the right direction. How passionate are you about that now at this point in your life?
1: Well, I'll tell you, not so much to be a life coach or, you mm-hmm. know, get a counseling degree or do anything mm-hmm. like that, you know, because yeah. I, I still have a lot to learn and I, it's okay. still a journey for me. Okay. Um, but I certainly. Um, feel that the voices of survivors matter. And and like I said previously, even if you can help one person navigate mm -hmm. this this devastation, I mean, the loss and the fear and the pain and the heartbreak are almost unbearable. Yeah. and Even for someone who is positive and happy, like I am, it's almost unbearable. And I'm sure there's many men and women out there that don't have the strength to uh, to get back on their feet or mm. to put it in perspective. So um, what I'm choosing to do with my second big writing endeavor is a four-book yeah. series called True Deceit, False Love. And um, mm-hmm. so I've written three of those books. Uh, the first, first book, um, this is True Deceit, False Love. Yeah. Um, In its 15,555 terms on domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and, and parental alienation, it's more of just awareness of the terminology that is out there for victims, survivors, medical professionals. Eventually, I would love to see, you know, people in the legal field take a look at this and have a little bit more understanding and compassion of what, what really happens because you know a lot of times the predators the the bad guys and girls are Mm -hmm. the ones that get awarded full custody of their children or you know get things in their favor when really it's the innocent loving people that are just still shell-shocked by what happened don't know how to necessarily conduct themselves in court and, you know, hand over the responsibility to lawyers who always don't have it your best interest. I mean, I've got, um, you know, uh, I've had different experiences with lawyers. So, so some very honorable and, and, you know, are doing the right thing for just justice, you know, not just, Oh, they're on my side. Just, just, honesty and justice that's all I've ever asked for. Okay. Uh, but there are certain certain judges and lawyers that, that don't have those same values and, and and you know almost it's almost like they reabuse you, wow. you know, they take advantage of you and it's just it's very very traumatic thing to navigate. but okay. the way I've really I've put my heart and soul in this this other writing endeavor to help other people in the way that I feel comfortable doing um so so in this writing you know i'm doing that and my my second and third books which are also prominently endorsed by by very very uh well-known influencers in in the recovery community um the second book is acrostic poetry which is informational as well as healing and and provides a perspective from both um genders as well as roles different roles it could be you know children grandparents um it could be a boss and an employee oh, okay there's a lot okay. of different, different yeah. things and then different. the third book is a, is uh-huh. a workbook for survivors okay. to be able to use a creative outlet to uh, just come to terms with what they've been through
0: okay sounds like it's very detailed and and has a, a couple of um different departments did, so to speak. (laughs) Here's the thing. Um, Mani, how challenging was it for you uh, to get back on your feet again and to re-identify yourself and basically start all over? Because I'm getting from what you said that you basically had to start from scratch. How challenging was that for you? And what's some of the things that you learned as a result of that experience?
1: Well, it was extremely challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that happens with... Narcissist abuse and domestic violence is that the abuser will isolate you from friends and family. And actually that campaign of denigration oftentimes starts way before your light bulb goes on and you decide to make a move Mm. uh, to a safer, more happier existence. And so. Victims. Um, people that find themselves in these situations are oftentimes left with no safety and security at all. No, I mean, you're, you're dealing with your basic, basic survival needs of shelter and food and transportation and employment and that type of thing. That's right. bad enough, but then the abuser can get the whole neighborhood to stop talking to you. Even if you okay. lived in a neighborhood and you know these people, you've gone to church with them for over 20 years, whatever. It doesn't matter. The relationships <laughs> are all gone. And if there are a few that hang on, if they're still connected to the abuser, you don't want them in your life because they're what's called flying monkeys. That they wow. are. That's a term that's used where they're mm-hmm. really kind of just... Um, reporting back information to the abuser, you know, and it's all to be used against you. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately you lose everything. So getting back on your feet is a real process. I was extremely thankful that I had a wonderful career, full-time career. So, and I had a degree. um, So I had the, the possibility of, you know, finishing out that career or getting other employment if I needed to, to just take care of myself. Not everyone is as fortunate. You know, there are some husbands that give up their jobs to support the family, you know, like raise the kids. And so then if that wife were to leave them completely, they're left without having work experience or you know it's it can be devastating those are just some examples so i would say it's extremely difficult to get back on your feet and in many ways um you know i was very thankful that i still had a couple good friends actually one very close friend that i had known my whole life turned out to extremely betray me oh and my. Uh, that was shocking that almost hurt more in some ways than than leaving my abusive husband. But, um, you know, there I, I uh, was lucky that a very close friend of mine uh, that I spent a lot of time with, I was there to support him. He was there for me. Um, and our relationship is based on just honesty and goodness mm-hmm. and uh, but also a lot of fun. We traveled mm-hmm. a lot together. We're there to support each other. And so we decided to move together to the Caribbean to make a life for ourselves here. And
2: okay.
1: it's, it's, you know, so I'm very fortunate. There are, I, I count my blessings every day. I know that there's not, there, there are others that are not as as fortunate, but at least they can tune into blogs or or they can go to a YouTube channel or they can Read some literature or research to just try to help make sense of, of you know what where, what they were dealt their situation yeah. to see yeah. if they can get on their feet.
0: Okay, wonderful, Mani. Thank you for sharing so much touching and personal yeah. stuff. Um, tell me something. Out of all that you have experienced, and you you have experienced a lot, trust me. Uh, What is the most rewarding thing for you if there is one thing that you can take out of it all? What would it be for you?
1: You know, there's so many things. If there is Mm -hmm. one thing, I'd have to say, you know, being a mother was the biggest role of my life. And that is, you know, my children, uh, even though one is alienated from me and I Mm -hmm. don't know if I will ever... Um, have a relationship again, um, mm-hmm. in this lifetime. Um, but, but being a mother has been the biggest reward for me. And I think that one thing I'm continuing to do no matter what is to stay loving and honest and, um, and hopeful, um, you know, and just continue to be a role model because, you know, once you're a parent, um, at least a parent with good integrity, um, and, and with you know, for all the right reasons. Not all yeah. parents are, you know, some like abusers hmm. like what it looks like to have a family, but they don't necessarily, you know, care about the children, even adult children, because okay. um, you know that's they're they're using them more just hmm. to, to, as pawns to destroy in okay. you know, okay. their weapon what yeah. they're like weapons, but. Being a mother, I think, is the biggest joy and the and you know the reward and that, that I just um, continue to to be who I am. I haven't changed who I am as a person with that regard. So Wonderful. I'm just hoping that by my sharing the same values, I raised my kids with you know with honesty, love, goodness. That hopefully at some point they'll realize that themselves, and, and that would be something that they would value as well.
0: All right. I get from that, that family and that maternal instinct is really important to you. Yeah. And it's a big part of your life. And that's wonderful. So, so very wonderful. It's touching mm-hmm. and it's warm. Thank you so much, Mani, for honestly sharing with us those wonderful moments. Uh, We are now going to go for a quick break, folks, but we're going to be right back with our friend and our guest, Manny, in the breakout room. So stand by for this show, this ad, while we continue with our show. Okay, and we are live back in the breakout room. Thank you for your patience and for standing by, Mani. Yeah. You have been so kind and generous with your information and your sharing. We have a few more questions for you. Sure. And I see that you are also a contributing writer. That's correct?
1: Um, well, yes, you mean in anthology books?
0: Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, I've participated
1: right. in five anthology books. Actually, one comes out tomorrow. Oh. And it's entitled, yeah, the other four have been out for a long time, but the book that is going to be released, well, I don't know when this is going to be streaming, but December 7th, it's called We're All in This Together, Embrace One Another. And I am just so honored to be part of this anthology collaboration with people from all over the world sharing a story that you know has made a difference in their lives but with the common thread of that we are all one people and we should embrace one another and and we're all in this together.
0: <laughs> Song's positive and definitely something to look forward to. Yeah uh, no, you I'm something. thrilled to it, be
1: part of that book.
0: Okay great. In all the the ontology books that you have contributed to, which one do you think carries the most powerful and decisive message?
1: Wow. Well, I'm in, and like I said, I've contributed chapters to a number of these books. I would say that there's one... One book, it's a Blue Talks book. Um, oh, okay. It's Blue Talks Presents. uh B L U. B stands mm-hmm. for business,
2: mm-hmm. L
1: stands for life, and U stands for universe. Okay. And um, actually, the Blue Talks series is pretty amazing. And uh, the founder is Corey Poirier out of Canada. Mm-hmm. And he's got, I think... Uh, four or five volumes and he's just amazing with his own work but also in supporting other people and and what they are writing about and and that particular i'm in volume two of that series okay. okay and um that's also um contributing to me um speaking at columbia university at new york city uh, which was postponed right now but you know hopefully in the future that will happen but Mm -hmm. my contributing chapter is going from an atheist to a believer and and that is you know my real story and i think that that's pretty significant because it's a real life change to to go from non-believing just that we are here for a very temporary time on earth to the belief that Our souls never die, and that you know there's uh, there is an afterlife, and it's something I never really believed in, you know, for most of my life. But um, because of the evidence and all the research and my own personal experiences, I I have that belief now, and um, and that was life changing for me.
0: Okay, wonderful, sounds good. Thanks for sharing. Tell me something. What is your ideal picture of the world? And if there's anything that you uh, could eliminate that now exists <laughs> in the world besides the pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do we have
1: a couple hours here to talk about that? I, I would say, you know, um, I'm just a big believer in in honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a huge value of mine. And, you right. um, and I see so much dishonesty um, in our world. And I would like to I think that that um, love is the highest vibration. And if we could all operate from the lens of honesty and love and compassion and forgiveness, I think our world would be a, a much more harmonious place.
0: Yeah. Songs good, songs yeah. good. That's really wonderful. Uh, Mani. if there's anyone that you could point out in your life that has been, you know, a positive, endearing and contributing force, maybe someone that you would even consider as a mentor, who would that person be?
1: Wow, there are so many people that I have um, looked up to and I've mm-hmm. enjoyed, you know, reading their writings. Um even my own partner, Rick, right now, who has been mm-hmm. a big influence in my life. Um, I, w- I would have to say probably my late mother. Okay. Uh, because she was a victim of domestic violence herself, of family mm-hmm. trauma.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, she wasn't as equipped as I was to, to navigate this. Okay. And um so it's very unfortunate, you know. And and my light bulb regarding her journey didn't really go on until after I experienced some of the things that she experienced. And you know, she, she, I, I you know, I actually had a dream visitation from her,
2: <laughs>
1: mm. uh, which I never would have even believed in that, but you know, and there weren't words spoken or anything like that, and mm-hmm. it was very surreal, but I feel like even in her death, I mm-hmm. am um, gleaning support and love from her and, and understanding, and it's almost like, you know, I, I wish she was here, but she was a very big influence um, on me as a person, and, uh, you know, I love her so much. There's wow! So much. Yeah, wow.
0: that's a beautiful note, Mani. The the next book that you did, um, "True Deceit, False Love." Yes. Um, what is the, the the important message that can be taken from that publication?
1: I, I would say that knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. So when you are going through challenging family trauma situations. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, you know, domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, uh, parental alienation, you know, any kind mm-hmm. of intimate partner violence of any kind, you yeah. know, terrorism almost. I would say that arming yourself with some knowledge and will help you feel less alone so that you don't have to navigate this completely by yourself because right. victims are often left completely by themselves to, to figure it out. And it's, it's a very lonely challenging place to be. And so I would say that this series, um, you know, although it's been very healing for me, um, this four book series, I just think it it's one of many different tools that, Some people that are going through this can can use to try to not feel so alone and to understand a little bit more what they're going through. And then with the poetry and the workbook that they can try to express themselves if they, you know, don't have anyone else to talk to about it and they're trying to to make sense of it. So I just I feel very passionate that this was a calling to do this, this four book series. Um, Like I said, not only for me, but for for other people. And I, so I would say, you know, knowledge and information can really help someone make sense of what they're going through and, and then take the blame off of themselves because so many victims, you know, think that they were the problem that Mm. they this that they're not yeah. worthy, that they, yeah. they're not loved because they're not lovable when that's not really the case. All um, right. abusers are very skilled and at being manipulative and um implanting false narratives and and contrived memories and, and just rewriting history, and and they're able to convince so many other people, including even the victim, where they are gaslit to to question their own reality. So I think that this book series can help provide some clarity and support in a very safe way. You can, you know, if you have this book, these, these series of books, you can look at it when you're comfortable. You don't have to be so overwhelmed, yes, um, yes. you know, or put on the spot or for people that don't have a lot of money um, and think that they need to go to a counselor or something, you know, um, Mm -hmm that this could provide some kind of support and there's a lot of other support out there. Okay. Um, I, I navigated it all my, myself and, and that was hard to do. And Hmm. so I wanted to provide at least some kind of tool or creative outlet for others to, to be able to put one foot in front of the other, to, to see their way out of this, uh, nonsense, this, this, terrible treatment that that no one deserves. No one yes,
0: deserves. yes, yes. I hear you. I hear you. I, I feel the passion in your voice, Marty. Yeah. And <laughs> I on that note, tell me there is there is one thing that everybody has that they consider as their superpower. Or their super talent, you know that one thing that gets your eyes glisty and and the glow on your face, and it's the one thing that you want to get up every morning and do because you know you are being blessed to do it. If you had to describe anything as your superpower, you know that that gets your voice all excited. You just love speaking about it. What would that be for you? Wow, I you
1: know. Maybe it would be, I've never really thought about that, but <laughs> maybe, so that's a good question. Wow. Maybe yeah. it would be something that I've actually done my whole life. Okay. Um, whether it is as a mother mm-hmm. or as a friend mm-hmm. or as a teacher, but that right. would be to try to bring out the best in other people.
2: Mm, yes.
1: And, and, Help them realize their worth. Okay. And and give people hope
2: mm-hmm. to
1: that that they can have a brighter day. So I think mm-hmm. that that's one thing that I, you know, I guess I have the ability to do, and I think that that's something I'm passionate about. I don't really think about it; it just comes naturally. Right. But to help people realize their own goals or, or their self-worth. It's like, it's like, when I think about my children, you know, um, you know, one of my children, well, probably both of them have been dependent financially on, on
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, their, their other parent. And yeah. I'm, I would rather foster independence in, in people instead of telling them you should be in this career, you should do this or, compare them to other people their age or something like that. I like to celebrate who they are, where they are, you know, wherever they're at. And, and and you know, um, help them find worth. And I think that, you know, in doing that, helping them realize their own goals and their own worth is you, you need to al- allow independence. You need to allow them to... Um, experience things and fail and navigate and make their own decisions about okay. life okay. and so I think that's pretty important you know and um, in abusive situations especially if there's a controller a manipulator if there's parental alienation you know those kids whether they're young or adult you know live in fear and and they make decisions um, based on what would please you know someone else, when really Mm -hmm. they need to realize and Mm self-actualize, you know, to become the best version of who they are, but on their own doing, because if if they, if they are able to accomplish some things on their own, then they take more pride in their experiences. It's not like someone else you know really deserves the credit they did okay. it themselves okay. and i think that's very important
0: all right okay well we are coming to the end of this very fulfilling uh conversation man i am having so much fun i'm so touched tell me what do you see Mani, as your future going forward from here do you have a vision of some things that you would like to see happen uh what is your future like? What do you see in your mind's eye for yourself going forward as
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's changed over the years. Of course, you know, originally I wanted to live in the home that I raised my children in. And I wanted to be a support to them. And I had dreams of being a grandmother. Mm. And, um, you know, just that whole kind of fantasy, which, yeah. which yeah. did not come true and will not okay. come true most likely. Okay. But I, I would say, um, you know, I guess continue to be a contributing member to society and to spread love and joy wherever I can. You know, in a short term, um, I'm finishing up the fourth book of the True Deceit False Love series. I will mm-hmm. be doing that. And at some point, my future, I hope, involves more travel. I've been okay. fortunate enough to travel the world. Okay. Um, spending a month in india spending a month in israel wow um, yeah, yeah spent spending <laughs> a month in thailand you know mm-hmm. i really i've already experienced those and i wow. there are so many other places i would like to see um so i i'd like to hope that some more travel would be in my future um not only because i love to see other lands and other customs and history, but it's just the people that I connect with. It doesn't matter what color their skin is, what religion they are, what background they come from. People are people. And I just love the human connection.
0: So I'd
1: like to see that in my
0: future. Sounds good. Sounds something to look forward to. And I'm sure that most of it, if not all of it, would eventually become a reality for you. So, Um, While we are here, I'd just like to remind our guests and thank you all for listening that on Wednesday, Wednesday the 8th of December 2021, our guest will be Jenny Mannion. She's an author, a self-healer activist and a self-love activist. Our show in the breakout room will be live with Jenny Mannion at 4 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. AST time. So tune in for that program on wednesday 8 december 2021. so mani you are a guest of honor tell us if anyone needs to make contact with you to get more information on your books uh, on your talks or just get some good words of advice uh, how can they make contact with you if you are open for such things to happen
1: well, you know, you had mentioned I was on social media. I previously was, but I, I'm no longer on social media because okay. I just want to spend time writing. But um, okay. I would say the best way to find out about what I'm doing and to find out about my books and my, you know, um, podcast interviews and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing is through my website, right. which is www.godcametomygaragesale.com. Okay. And then on my website, there's a contact form. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I have been contacted through that form to speak for speaking engagements or, you know, to to get involved in, in um, helping other authors or whatever. But, you know, I would say my website would be the best way to get in touch with me.
0: Good. Great. Wonderful. And we'll continue to promote that for you. Um, finally, Matt. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, um, no, well, tell us rather, what is Man's parting words to the world? What would you like to say to people out there that are listening to your show and probably something that they could hold dear to their hearts as a memory? I'm sure you have made them felt so good thus far, but what would be your parting statement as we're about to end the show?
1: Well, I'd like your viewers and listeners to know that they are worthy. They are worthy of love. They are worthy of compassion. They're worthy of forgiveness. They're worthy of success and to live a beautiful life. And I I think that no matter what people's situation is, and we've all gone through many challenges in our lives, and especially the last couple of years, years, um, that No matter what challenges come your way, if you handle them with love and compassion and goodness, you will overcome those challenges. And you might even learn from them Hmm. and they might even contribute to making you be the best version of yourself.
0: Wow. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, you heard it, my friends and fellow listeners. Mani has spoken. (laughs) and (laughs) i'm sure she has left a stain in your hearts and minds we thank her so much for being our guest in the breakout room here on andy's personal development and so we thank you manny for being here with us and we thank all our listeners we have thumbs up from folks in the audience so that means everything has been wonderful And that's warm and that's inviting. And as we end the show, I'd like to say to you, all our listeners, thank you for your continued support and your commitment. And as we leave the platform at this time, we say, take care of yourself. Remember to stay in peace and stay in love. Protect yourselves, your family, and your loved ones. And Godspeed in all your endeavors. This is Andy of Andy's Personal Development saying bye until next time. Take care now and thank you for being with us hold on money